Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 25th of May. Anthony Albanese has wrapped up his whirlwind visit to Tokyo after making his debut on the world stage just two days after being elected as our new Prime Minister. Mr Albanese will today be heading back to Australia following the Quad Leaders Summit. He says climate change was heavily discussed, as well as China's security pact with the Solomon Islands. China is is seeking to exert more influence in the Pacific we know that that's the case. With regard to our relations, look, Australia seeks good relations with all countries, but it's not Australia that's changed, it's China has. It's China that has placed sanctions and that's why they should be removed. While China's foreign minister will visit the Solomon Islands this week, the tour has been described by the South Pacific nation's leader as a milestone in his country's relationship with Beijing. It comes amid concerns the new security deal could allow China to set up a military base there right on the doorstep of Australia and New Zealand. There's ongoing speculation the Nationals could dump Barnaby Joyce as the fallout continues from the election. Some are calling for the party leader to step down, blaming him for the Liberals losing a number of seats to climate-conscious independence. There's even talk the parties could part ways, but political professor at ANU John Warhurst says it wouldn't be the first time we've seen this. Many Liberals in the cities uh, clearly blame the Nationals, uh, the recalcitrance of the Nationals on climate action, for instance, just to name one issue, for dragging down their brand and their reputation in the cities. New South Wales is set to follow in Queensland's footsteps, making flu vaccines free this winter. Earlier this week, the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announced the state would roll out free jabs in a bid to stop the rapid spread of influenza A cases. Those most at risk this year are children and young adults. New South Wales has already reported a four-fold increase in flu cases this month. The state's Health Minister Brad Hazard says an official announcement will be made in the coming days. What Queensland has announced is that they're going to do it short and sharp for a month through to June and we're looking at something similar. But we're doing that in the context of we still have a pandemic. You have to weigh up what amount of taxpayers' dollars you put into each health issue. And South Australia has ended its COVID-19 state of emergency after more than 700 days. The new amendments to the Public Health Act mean that new restrictions can't be imposed, only reduced, with the Premier calling it an historic day. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales where police say they've made a major breakthrough as investigations continue into gangland violence and illegal drug activity across Sydney. At least 18 people have been arrested, allegedly connected to the importation and supply of illicit and prescription drugs. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Police executed more than 20 search warrants under Strike Force Erebus. They've arrested an entire alleged criminal syndicate in relation to an alleged sophisticated dialer-dealer service. Police Commissioner Karen Webb says it's alleged the network is involved in importing and dealing illegal drugs. The recent gang-related violence has been plaguing Sydney stems directly from the battle for control of these drug markets. All of those arrested displayed considerable wealth, which we allege were generated entirely through the profit of drugs. None of those arrested had any obvious forms of employment. 
Assistant Police Commissioner Mick Fitzgerald says 36 phones have been seized and it'll be alleged each mobile was generating at least $250,000 in illegal drug sales a week. There was not just cocaine, there was prescription drugs, there was MDA, MA and cannabis. It was a smorgasbord of drugs. Some of those drugs have been seized during the searches alongside cash and prohibited weapons. To Victoria now and lawyers are gearing up to take the state's triple zero call centre operator to court over years of alleged dysfunction which they argue has led to thousands of delays and lives being lost. The service has been overwhelmed by a troubled healthcare system, ageing technology and ongoing staff shortages. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, failings at the call centre have now been linked to at least 15 deaths in Victoria since October last year. It's a sad stat, Tash. Those 15 lives lost, which did include children, were because calls for ambulances to triple zero were not answered quick enough. We've even had incidents more recently when the service had reached capacity and emergency calls went unanswered altogether. Slatter and Gordon Lawyers has conducted its own investigation now, dating back to 2014, and is now considering a class action lawsuit against the statutory authority. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Now, while we know the RBA is raising rates, there is a mortgage war now unfolding between Australia's big banks, but it's only for new customers. Look, despite passing on that May cash right in full to variable loan customers, ANZ only announced yesterday it's cutting its lowest variable rate by 0.15%. So it's taking its rate right down to 2.29%. But here's the catch, Tash, it's only available for new customers. And this deal follows similar ones that the other majors have done, Westpac and the Combank in the past week. And again, they're for new customers. Westpac reintroduced a honeymoon rate at 2.09. You have to have a deposit of 30%. And of course, Combank launched its digital online product, which is a cheap rate at 2.14. Look, it's certainly no secret that new customers get better home loan rates. But boy, it is annoying. And the RBA notes a 0.44% Sorry, the RBA does note a 0.43% difference and a half a million dollar loan. That represents about $110 each month difference in repayments. Now, here's the thing. Billions are going to roll off fixed rate loans now. And banks are cashed up. As you point out, they've got soaring profits thanks to the pandemic. So you can expect to see more rate cuts during these official rate hikes. Competition is hot. They want new business in the door. So don't let that worry you from refinancing. Go out and get the best deal. But why no bonuses, Effie, for loyal customers, long-term customers? Well, this is a thing, Tash. They expect customers to stay put and uh, loyalty actually doesn't pay. And um, really, they're just chasing new business through the door. It would make sense to give everybody a good deal, but there's going to be those of us that are lazy to negotiate and that's going to cost us. Now, there's ongoing volatility, Effie, of course, in the share market, and that's affecting our super balances. Just how much could we be losing when the markets drop? Yeah, look, it was a pretty disappointing day in the share market yesterday. I mean, the ASX 200 did close weaker, and that's thanks to our tech stocks being dragged down by an aftermarket hit on the NASDAQ. But, um, you know, you don't have to be invested directly in the market to feel this pain. As you pointed out, you're super balanced. I mean, if you've checked that lately, you'd be in for a rude shock because balances have dropped. 
How much charge depends on what asset class you're invested in. So according to Super Ratings data, for a member that had, say, 100000 invested in what's called, say, a growth option at the start of this year, they would have noticed their balance is missing almost $4,000, 3.9%. It's fallen by the end of April. While at the same time, if you're invested in, say, something more like a capital stable, a little bit safer, it's dropped 2.3%, so around $2,300 you've lost over that same same period. Now, if you actually invested in international shares, and quite a few have now moved to into asset classes like that, you would have lost around $11,300 from the calendar year to the 30th of April. But look, the good news is, is that super is a long-term investment. And over the long term, markets do tend to reward customers who endure higher volatility with higher returns. Think twice before switching asset classes. Get good advice because you could miss out. Yeah, great tips as always. And always keep an eye on your bank balance as well as your super balance. Thanks so much, Effie. Thanks, Tash. Time for sports now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the AFL Players Association has responded to criticism it doesn't do enough to help retired players after a former Saints star was hit with very serious charges. Yeah, this came from uh, some passionate criticism from Nick Rewalt, who spoke on Monday night about his former teammate Sam Fisher, who finds himself behind bars on drug trafficking charges. Now, he believes that the AFL Players Association, while it does some things to help retired players, isn't doing enough and too many are slipping through the cracks. Therefore, what they're doing isn't working at the moment. Paul Marsh is the chief executive of the AFL Players Association and he told Triple M resources are available. We've got education and training grants for players. We have a pretty significant retirement account now. We've set up a superannuation. We have 360 psychologists around the country. There's so much there that the players can tap into. Now, North Melbourne's season continues to spiral. Number one draft pick Jason Horn francis flew home to Adelaide for Mother's Day without telling the club and later appeared at a nightclub. While three key recruiting staff resigned yesterday, former chairman James Brayshaw admits that's not ideal timing. Other than supporting the club. I have nothing to do with any of the day-to-day at North Melbourne, so I have no idea. But I know they're both good operators. Well, you don't want to lose good people. No. Yeah, when you're yeah, coming the... into the mid-season draft. And they are second bottom uh, North Melbourne, and clearly along with the Eagles, who have some other excuses, the worst teams in the comp right now. Yeah, and awful news about Tommy Turbo, injured again, but Manly's confident it can cope without the superstar. Yeah, and they've named their injury replacement to fill that big hole. Uh, Ruben Garrick takes over at fullback against the Storm tomorrow night. Skipper Daly Cherry Evans is determined that Turbo's setback won't derail their season. We do believe that we can still go ahead in this season and play finals footy, so it's a big hurdle for us to overcome. In other team news, the Broncos have suffered a big blow. Skipper Adam Reynolds ruled out a Friday night's showdown with the Titans. He's dealing with a fresh hamstring concern. The Knights have dropped Adam Clune. Jamal Fogarty will play his first game for the Raiders. And a footballing giant has arrived in Sydney, Brett, to take on our local soccer stars. Yeah, can't wait for this. Uh, Barcelona is in Australia, the Spanish footballing giant. They will take on the A-League All-Stars. There's so much money uh, in that team. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Danny Alves um, among the stars, the most uh, in terms of his trophy captain. I think that's the biggest in world football. All the trophies he's won playing for Barcelona. And at the French Open, Alex Dimonor has lost a five-set epic to Frenchman Hugo Gaston in the first round. So he unfortunately is out. Isla Tomjanovic back on court tonight in the second round. Brett, thank you. Thank you, Tash. 
and talk about a perfect or a perfect story. A man and his dog are finally back home after walking around the world on foot. Tom Tursich and his trusted companion Savannah explored 38 countries in their epic seven-year adventure. He's told Channel 7 he's very relieved it's over. I've learned so much and uh, I've grown so much. But it's also really challenging to be out there every single day uh, in the elements, uh, pushing myself and away from my family and friends. Tom has become the 10th person to walk across the globe, while Savannah has become the first dog to do so. Congratulations. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.